0: Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Imagine XP podcast series. Roy Bennett once said, great things never come from comfort zones. And today, we have someone who has not only achieved great things, but has mastered the art of pushing our limits every day to never settle in a comfort zone. Mrs. Aboli Maidev. She is an accomplished user experience consultant and HFI certified usability and analyst with 15 years of extensive experience in the design industry. She has successfully conceptualized and delivered multi-channel intuitive, accessible and engaging digital experiences to Fortune 500 clients such as AT&T, Microsoft, British Telecom and HSBC. Also, she is a hybrid designer with expertise in user-centered design methodologies UX research and visual communication. Welcome ma'am, welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you, Gorang. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Ma'am, years ago, I had uh, read a very intricate uh, definition of design, which has stuck with me uh, still. It went like design is a blend of art and engineering, coexisting in perfect harmony. Ma'am, you have been working in the user experience and design field for the past several years. Yeah. you would most certainly have over the years formulated a definition of design yourself we would like to know that from you
1: yeah sure that really was a complicated one which is just mentioned i think design for me is is something that solves a problem right design is always focused on a problem and uh, always delivers a solution it's not design otherwise. Otherwise, it's just art or an expression of an idea. But design essentially is uh, problem solving for me. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's it. Design is problem solving.
0: That was simple yet insightful, ma'am. As someone who isn't from a design field myself, I would like to know, along with several others, about how you, I, user interface is different from user experience that is UX and how does experience the word experience in double quotes feature in both these concepts
1: Uh, yeah that's a very good question because not only you who are quite new to design but there are many people who are designers themselves who haven't yet figured out you know the difference between UI and UX where people make this big mistake of using UI and UX interchangeably which is so wrong because there are two different things, right? UI, like uh, the word says, is, is uh, l- limited only to the user interface, which is probably a screen or a voice interface where the user, user is essentially communicating with a machine or a system behind that. So user interface is a small part Whereas user experience is the entire thing, right? It's the experience that is derived from all the uh, interactions that a user with would will have with an interface, yes, but a service, people, maybe even a company or even the brand behind it. So user experience is an experience. Uh, it could be delightful. It could be frustrating, but it's intangible, right? Whereas a user interface is a small, a very small part of the user experience as a whole. So that is how I would differentiate it. UI is a small part, whereas UX is everything. It's intangible. It's the experience. And what user experience designers uh, aim at is to making these experiences delightful or positive. So that's the difference from... So if you see, uh, for example, if there there is a person who is um, riding a bicycle, right? The bicycle is the user interface, that's just the UI. But if this person falls off the bicycle, he's going to have a bad experience. But if that bicycle balances itself and he does not fall and has a good ride, then his experience is good. So UI is just the bicycle, but experience is everything.
0: Just expounding on this definition, ma'am. When I go watch a film, does that yeah. count as a experience? I mean if I take the film with me out of the theatre, if mm-hmm. it is still with me mm-hmm. when I exit the hall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: can I term it a good experience?
1: Yes, of course, you can term it a good experience. Because you don't watch certain films at home, do you? There are certain films you would go to a theatre to watch. Right. How do they make you feel? How, how do you feel when you watch it in a certain environment? How does the music make you feel? How do the visuals make you feel? Uh, and although how how does the audience around you make you feel so yes definitely it's an experience whether you remember it or not it's still an experience
0: great a lot of us ma'am assume uh, that UX is limited only to the digital space Mm -hmm. you know just screens and phones that's it Mm -hmm. is it true according to you and does it have any other dimensional presence um
1: well, according to me... Uh, okay, let me start with asking you a question. Um, have you heard of Tesla cars? I have, yes. What have you heard about them?
0: The latest space truck. which The
1: space truck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do people talk about how cool... It's not really cool looking, but do you think that it's, yeah. it looks good, it works well, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, given a chance and the budget, you would always go for a Tesla cyber truck versus a truck, yeah. right? Why? Because... Apart from everything else, apart from the features and its usability, it's the experience that that matters to you, right? So when, when we think of Tesla, we think of experience as well. Right. So definitely, uh, I think this drives the point that uh, UX is not only about the screens, right? Like I said, even before, that, it's all about the experience. So screens really don't matter. <laughs> Um, So you would go to a certain mall versus going to another mall, you would go to a certain place, you would prefer that versus some other place because of the experience that it gives you. So user experience design is certainly and definitely a lot more than screens. It's the entire experience that imagine a customer service call where it frustrates you, right? That's still a bad experience for you. But uh, so I always give the example of Amazon, right? Amazon.com is not only a website. Right? The entire experience comprises of the website, the service behind it, the people behind it, the infrastructure, the delivery partners and everything. All that comprises to become one great user experience that people love. So user experience, yes, a part of it is digi- digital, but a part of it is not digital as well. It's more than digital, definitely.
0: I have to be very thankful to you for dispelling the, this myth which I'm sure not only me, but a lot of our listeners had, that it is just limited to the digital space. Just moving on to the next question, ma'am. You have worked in India and in the USA. What major differences do you feel exist in the way UX design is perceived in our country, India, and the America? And... Uh, how do you think will it evolve in the upcoming future?
1: Yeah, so that's also a very relevant question because, and I'll tell you when I started off like a decade ago, the scenario was really different from what it is today and thankfully so. Uh, so when I started uh, in the UX field and I had um, a very good opportunity to work in, uh, in the US to start with. So what happened, uh, generally what happens is that India as a country, we get, a lot of um, what do you say outsourced projects and that is because of we have great talent yes and we also do it uh, at an economical uh, what do you say the project is very economical for outsiders since it's uh, our, because of the currency and exchange rate so what happens now is traditionally uh, projects used to come to us because of the cost benefit uh, but the other, uh, what you say, downside of that was we did not have access to users because most of these applications or websites or digital product, products that were designed earlier or even today were for the users in the Western countries, right? And the development used to happen here. So the main uh, problem there was we did not have access to users. and then And therefore, we were not able to empathize with the users as well as we could today, we can today. So that was one gap that I used to feel really happened at that time. And so only the parts where the empathy part was already done, the user research was already done by the client and the doing part used to come to us. Doing meaning uh, get some wireframes done or some visual look and feel done. And that is why the Indians used to perceive, the others who were not in the UX field used to perceive it as if um, UX is only wireframing, right? It's only the interface part. But that was like, a decade ago but today i'm very thankful that things are changing we uh, we are not only looked as looked at as an outsourcing kind of a market but also like partners now in designing so western countries will come to us yes for the co- cost benefit but also because of our talent and because of our ability to to be able to empathize with the end users because now we have more and more ways to do that, right? We would travel to these countries and then interview and get to know users. We would do this remotely because so many remote opportunities over the phone or over the internet are available today to empathize. So there's that shift of us being an outsourced team to us being partners for other projects. Uh, That's rising and that's that's the great part about it today. Right,
0: that was... Great insight into how UX design is perceived, not only in our country, but abroad as well. Uh, Moving on to the next question, Mm ma'am. A lot of the times, this is an observation that design thinking, this Mm -hmm. particular term, Mm -hmm. is used along with UX. Mm -hmm. But the lines are really blurred. Blurred, yeah. How do you perceive these terms and yeah. how are they connected according to you? Yeah.
1: So design thinking has today become like a buzzword. Everyone wants to say it, that our organization is into design thinking. And that's good. If they really are, that's a good thing. But there is a, the fundamental difference between UX design and um, design thinking is that I think UX design is more of a process. Um It's something that, uh, of course, both of them would have certain steps in them, but UX design is everything, whereas design thinking is just a small methodology which helps in, um, what do you say, creative problem solving. So, and it is based on empathy, which is true for UX as well. And that is why uh, the confusion between UX and design thinking as a whole, uh, but design thinking is also a mindset where... An organization would use design thinking, but necessarily they are not doing any UX design. So design thinking is a methodology that is used for creative problem solving. Uh, It draws on empathy uh, and it can be used uh, by any business or any organization to make their products or services better. Whereas UX design is, uh, is slightly different in that sense, is that it's a process to come up with great experiences for users. So that's the difference.
0: Right. Right. Uh, ma'am, this a definition that you have given me for design thinking and its difference with user experience is something I'm going to take to grave. Mm-hmm. And another time anybody uses these terms interchangeably, I have an answer for them. Stop what? them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also UI and UX, please. Yes. UI versus UX. Yes. Stop them right there.
0: Right. Uh, Ma'am, internet of things, augmented reality, virtual reality, these are some of the coming age terms, which we keep hearing through multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. Are they relevant to UX Mm -hmm. in any way? And if they are, how will they be integrated to this field?
1: Yeah, so there are, like you said, uh, augmented reality or Internet of Things. There are so many more things that, uh, again, are buzzwords to some extent or some technologies which are coming up, and they are very, very relevant to UX because a good UX solution that thinks about two, three things, okay? The first one is understanding the business. What does the business want? The second one is understanding the users. What are the users' pain points and needs? And the third one is what is... What is the possibility of technology? What can technology do to uh, make sure that these needs of the uh, or pain points of the users are, are uh, what do you say, satisfied and also the business need is satisfied? So technology is one, uh, what do you say, one big pillar in the scheme of things. Um, so yes, all these things really do mean a lot because unless and until the UX professional does not consider different technologies and the way they can be used, Uh, real innovation won't happen right so we all know um, Google Home we all know Alexa we all know Siri and Cortana and things like that we have all used Google Maps and they have become a part of our lives so much so that we don't think of them as AR or VR or mixed reality we just think of them as great products that help us in our day-to-day life so People in their minds or users in their minds do not think of these technologies as technologies as such. But they think of these things are, uh, as something that will be something that help them. They don't consciously think about them, but they love them. So it makes sense to always consider the third pillar, which is technology in uh, in UX. Yes. Right,
0: right. In fact, ma'am, I have actually read an article about the noise on internet, Mm -hmm. how we are aware of many terms which come through us through various platforms on the internet, but we don't actually know Mm -hmm. what the substance is all about. Mm -hmm. So thank you for clearing these terms for us. Uh, UX, ma'am, is an umbrella term, Mm -hmm. as far as I know, which is very well branched out. Mm -hmm. So could you please elaborate a little on what other segments mm-hmm. does uh, UX design cover? Uh,
1: so I, I'm i not too sure what you mean by segments, but I can tell you the different type of people or different type of, uh, what do you say, profiles you would find under UX design as such. Uh, so first thing first, that people who come into the UX design field or who are successful UX practitioners don't always come from one stream or the other. Okay. Uh, traditionally, everyone used to think that, hey, I'm good at design and I should get into user experience design but that's not the case in in real life people from all walks of life uh, come to ux design as a field and they and they are successful practitioners in that sense so people like from the field of psychology who understand people better who who can develop good empathy for people uh, come into ux design engineers come, come to ux design they have a logical uh, what do you say? Um, side to them, uh, and then there are, of course, designers who have a creative side to them. So all, of, and there are many more people who come from different walks of lives and different. Uh, what do you say? They have studied different things, but they come to UX and they are equally. Uh, what do you say? Able to contribute well because that's the uh, state of UX. UX design field is really vast, and uh, everybody can use their uh, expertise uh, accordingly. Uh, so the different segments or the different profiles that you would find uh, some someone who is good at design uh, tends to become a UX designer or a visual designer who would want who would like to design graphics or uh, visuals or screens based on his or her skill set. Then uh, there would be uh, people who um, uh, are called user researchers who would first go to the users and observe them or interview them. Uh, using various methodologies and try to understand or empathize with this type of uh, end users so yes there is ux research there's ux design there is interaction design now interaction designers are people who are uh, very very um, uh, focused on creating uh, great interactions between machines and people right right? so they will try to design animations and and this is a very small part of their job but they would be uh, designing uh, animations or haptics uh, haptics or sounds or different types of uh, transitions or interactions in, in interfaces. So UX research, visual designers, interaction designers. Of course, there are people who work on business and UX strategy who are strategizers. So, there are many different segments within UX and now as the field expands into um, into voice interfaces and into gesture-based interfaces, I'm sure that very specialized rules are going to happen like a voice interface designer or a gesture designer and whatnot, you know. So, the possibilities are endless. Right.
0: As you said the possibilities are endless Mm -hmm. so looking towards the future a little bit Mm -hmm. where do you think uh, UX design as a field is heading in the next 50 years
1: 50 years, my, okay
0: and uh, what do you think the evolution looks like basically
1: Yeah. so I I don't know if I'll be able to tell you about the 50 years because that's too big a span but I can tell you definitely tell you where we are heading in the next decade because uh, like you say in the last decade we saw feature phones, which had had small screens and big buttons and too many buttons to now we don't have, we have phones which have gigantic screens and no buttons at all, right? So I can tell you that going forward in the next decade, uh, user experience is not only going to be about screens. I think you asked me the same questions, right? Right. That people think that UX is about screens and that thing is going to decline rapidly in the next 10 years because, uh, because of, like you also mentioned different types of technologies, right? All these emerging technologies have come in and they are providing newer ways to interact with machines so you could talk to Siri and ask so many questions you could ask Alexa to do so many things for you right uh, so yes voice based and conversational interfaces are going to be a big big trend and change in the UX landscape uh, of course devices are going to get smarter Uh, We have, we had a phone, now we have a smartphone. We had a home, now it's a smart home, right? Right. We had cars, now they are smart cars. So everything is becoming, quote, unquote, smart, right? So um, smarter devices, um, less screens, more more natural interactions, more, the interactions are going to seem more human-like with machines. So the boundaries between... A chatbot and a chat with a real person are anyway, if you would notice, are anyway blurred to an extent where people don't even know whether they are talking with a real person or a chatbot, right? So that's going to increase a lot. Uh, voice, gestures, and smart everything I think is the future. So the UX designers of today have to understand to empathize with people. So that empathy. Is, why is empathy more important? Because that lets us give the users what what they <clears throat> not want, but what they need. Uh, by looking at different types of technologies. So, yes, technologies will evolve and screens will be out one day. I don't know if in the next 10 years, but like you said, if it was 50 years, then probably it would be a screenless society as well. Right. Exciting time.
0: Ma'am, as it is often said, all work and no play makes Jack Uh a dull boy. (laughs) So, we are introducing a fun segment Mm -hmm. in our podcast where... uh, we ask our guests mm-hmm. some fun questions, okay. which makes them think a little out of the box, okay. but it will still be connected to okay. their profession. So sure. one such question for you. We are starting with you. Okay. Uh, if a UX professional is uh, stuck on a remote island, like <laughs> if you remember this film uh, starring Tom Hanks called Castaway. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. What would He, a UX professional, Mm -hmm. do in such a scenario, which would be different from a normal human being.
1: Okay, so being cast away, right? So, you know what? When a UX designer is born, he's taught that it's not about you. It's about the people, right? Uh, UX professionals are very used to empathize with others. They've been taught you are not the person. You're not the user. So it's all about talking with people and going to people and understanding them and observing them and interviewing them. So a really, castaway-like situation is going to be a nightmare for a UX professional because no people, no UX designer, right? If there's nobody to please or to empathize with or to design for, it's going to be really, really dank. It's going to be really dark. So I don't know what I would do out of the box. I think I'll just... Just run away i really don't know about that but because it's all about uh, about the people ux is all about people and it's all about talking with them and collaborating with people i think the worst situation any ux professional would face is to be you know cast away on an island with no people on it so yeah that that's it
0: i'm sure some upcoming director or producer is listening to this and <laughs> he would be Uh, Looking to make this a plot for his (laughs) next film, probably. Uh, Ma'am, as you say, we are always, you know, short on time. So, and all good things definitely come to an end. Yeah. So, we are Mm -hmm. almost towards the end of our podcast. Mm -hmm. Just one request to you. Mm -hmm. What would be your message to our listeners, Mm -hmm. which are mostly young students? Sure. Uh, What would be your message? Uh,
1: So I think uh, there are, I have been mentoring a lot of students for, for the past few years. And there are two, three distinct messages that I think I have for them. One is that UX is a very exciting field. It's changing every day. So it's great to be a part of this field if they are planning to start this is the best time to start, that's one. The second thing is I know that a lot of students uh, get attracted to UX because of the things that they hear and see, but then when they have to really work out or learn a few things, they kind of lose steam i would say hang out hang out you know hang on there it's really exciting to be here and the more they know the more they're going to start liking it so uh, some people think hey i'm just a designer how can i be a better ux designer and they should hang on and they should learn more so i think not quitting because it really is exciting uh, waiting till the ex- exciting part starts uh, is everything also the third thing i would say and like i mentioned before also is that don't only think about screens it's a lot more understand empathy understand that ux without the u is x meaning ux without users is nothing so understand empathy understand that everything that goes into a design has has a meaning and a reason for it understand like we started off with what is design right so understand that design is about problem solving and it's not only about making things pretty so, yes, remember all these things. Don't quit. It's a very exciting field to be in. Yeah, that's that's my message for them.
0: There are some taglines which I'm going to take home from this podcast. Mm-hmm. User experiences, problem solving, don't quit. These <laughs> are some of the things which I can vouch for on behalf of my podcast listeners as well. <laughs> Thank you. That they would really, really be taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, time is the wisest counselor of all and it sure was time well spent conversing with you ma'am thank you looking forward to more inspiration from you thank you thank you for being on our podcast
1: thank you Gorang. thank you so much for having me here
0: and to our listeners stay tuned for more our podcast series continues